if you don't have those right associations, that will your life is, is a direct proportion of the people that you spend time with. talk about how to have great success in any market. Hey, today, guys and gals, uh, we've got somebody uh, really close to me uh, coming from Denver, Colorado, a fellow Freedom Club member, uh, also uh, a member of the Empire Mortgage Family and reverse mortgage extraordinaire, uh, Brian Arnold here today. Uh, Brian, super excited to have you, my friend. Um, Welcome to the show. Hey, well, thank you for allowing me to be here. I'm so excited. I know that we had, you and I had the opportunity. You came onto my show and, and we chopped it up and we had some fun. And then you invited me back to be on yours. And so for whatever we're going to talk about today, I am super excited. I do apologize for my voice. I have been, my wife got me sick a couple of weeks ago. And so now I have that nice, sexy, raspy voice. And so if you talk <laughs> to me in real life and I answer the phone, you know, a week from now, you're just going to get a whole different voice. But uh, excited about being on the show and being able to talk today about all whatever we're going to talk about. So this is, this is exciting. I love it, man. I love it. Well, I know you've watched our show. I've been on your show at the end of the day. Really, what we like to talk about is what people are doing out there in the Mm -hmm. industry uh, to create success in mortgage and real estate. And, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, that we know is that you're out there in that Denver market. You're doing some great things out there. Uh, But we'd like to know a little bit about how you got there. I know who you are. David knows who you are. Uh, But let's let our audience get to know you a little bit, Brian. So uh, are you originally from uh, Denver or where are you from originally? Yeah, I actually was born, raised, went to high school here in Denver. Uh, We are in one of the few states that actually everybody asks each other, are you a native? Are you native? Like this is this big deal to be a native of, of Colorado. I did leave for, I, in, I, I was on a tra- I got a track scholarship in, uh, right out of high school and went to uh, Azusa Pacific University in Southern California. And I stayed out there for 20, 25 years. Oh, and wow. so my children, we have eight children. Our children were all born in uh, California, uh, but several of them came back about 12 years ago. And so uh, three of them graduated in Colorado. The other five graduated in, um, yeah, in, in California. And so uh, we have 13 grandkids now. Uh, oh, so wow. they're split up between California and here. Uh, but yeah, this is a beautiful place to be. You know, I know everybody thinks about weed and everything else when you're here, but that's not the, you know, that's not why people come to, well, I believe some people do call it, come to Colorado. I think some people come that. there for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold but on, there's so yes. many other things to do. There <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many other things to do. Hey, we're not the, you know, we is. might have been the first, but we're not the only ones now. Now everybody, they don't have to come here if, they, if they're wanting That's to. That's right. Well, and it's just a beautiful state. You know, oh, I'm, I'm from Kansas originally, and I've obviously, uh, you know, since we're bordering neighbors, I've spent some time in, in Colorado. Uh, love Denver, right there at the base of the mountains. And you've got so much to do in the city life. Uh, but if you just head north a little bit, or I guess you're more, it would be west, right? Uh, you're right up there in the mountains, and it's oh, yeah. just absolutely stunning. Uh, absolutely stunning. So you've got a beautiful amphitheater there as well with Red Rock. So if somebody's trying to catch a show and wants to hear 
you know, hear it the way naturally it should, right? It's a natural amphitheater, really cool place. Uh, Red Rocks is a great place for that too. But uh, you breezed through it for a second. I'm glad you came back. So you said eight kids, 13 grandkids. What does Christmas look like? We just came off the holidays, man. How 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 did you survive? The, we it is like um. It, Forget the kids now, right? They're old enough. They hardly get anything. They're lucky if they get a gift card, right? <laughs> it's all about the grandkids uh, and being able to take care of them and making sure. And my wife has an embroidery business. I knew and that. And so the expectation is they get something uh, with their name on it. We go by, uh, we have a family crest. It's called the A-Tribe. And so like on our fifth wheel and on our car, it says A-Tribe everywhere. And so there's A-Tribe gear for you know the last, I don't know how many years. Uh, my grandma grew up on a reservation in Oklahoma, and so, uh, you know, so I'm part Native American, part, you know, African American, and so uh, it has just been fun with, you know, having these kids. Our oldest grandchild is 12. Our youngest one is born uh, in November, so it's, it, there's this span, awesome. uh, but we do everything we can to take care of the kids. We went to a, a, a family, we do a family trip every other year. We were in San Diego this year. We went to a campground. Uh, and then Legoland, and there were 33 of us at the campground. Man. That's, that's what it looks like. When just Hang on. Did y'all all and... wear the same shirts, Arnold? We do. They're, 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 they are the, they're, the, the, they have the, uh, it's like a logo with a feather on it that says A Tribe on it. So we have the shirts that we wear. Now, we went to uh, Hawaii about five years ago, um, and we took, that was when we only had the kids and one grandkid at that time. Uh, so I was, I think 2016 or something, but two grandkids came out of Hawaii. So we came back. We have oh, two grandkids wild. that were born within a week of each other. Uh, that and so that kind of just started this whole thing. And so uh, we try to make sure I am a big family person, as you can see. Uh, awesome. And so we just, whatever we can get together. It's sad for me a little bit. I have to go to California a lot because I do have like my son works for Pixar. So he's oh, never cool. leaving Northern California because that's yeah. like the greatest job on the planet. Disneyland is free though. So when we get to, you know, because he works for Pixar, we have these different trips to with different grandkids to, to uh, Disneyland. That's um, awesome. And so, but I got to go back and forth to, to California a lot, which I don't mind. We're looking at trying to get a house in Flagstaff. It's in Arizona, which has the exact Beautiful. same climate as here. So yeah. but my wife, she's a California girl. And so she will not leave Colorado. She's like, this is the best place ever. And there's seasons and this is And I'm like, there I could live seasons. anywhere. I would mind living in Texas. I have a cousin who's a sports broadcaster in Dallas. Uh, he does the, he's in the, um, in the Mavericks games. If you go over, go to a Mavericks game and you we hear do. the announcer who's announcing the game from inside the stadium. Um, he is the announcer there. And he's What's his, in, name? Uh, his name is Chris Arnold. And Dude, he's, he's, a, he's, a, a, he's a Dallas icon. He's only been around for 30, 40 years here. Like, you know exactly uh, what do you want me? What do you want to know about your cousin? <laughs> I love it. Yes, because he is. Uh, yeah, I, I I almost went to SMU because of him. I went down. He's a there legend, I, man. He's, he, 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 he is Mr. Basketball. Yeah, when he was on K one hundred four, he was. Yep. Uh, you know, they had that number one radio, that Breakfast Club mm -hmm. show that was yeah. like number one in the country for so long. Um, and so he let me get on the radio, and I was doing stuff, and I was a broadcast major, and. So it was between SMU and then I ended up going to California to go to school. But yeah, my, me and my cousin, we, we have hung for many, many years. He, he started out in Oklahoma as a, as a teenage radio DJ uh, and then became the legend that he is. And I was watching that. Um, what is that show that, uh, that Michael Jordan's on uh, that uh, does his life? It's on Netflix. 
Uh, anyways, he's on that a few times in that mm-hmm. show. Yeah, as one of the awesome. actual reporters that were there. So, well, I got to say it, something, Brian. Uh, so Pixar sports broadcaster success just runs in your family, uh, which is exactly why we had you on the show. You know, at the end of the day, uh, you've got a great big family, 33 of you when you get together. I can't even imagine. And we've got to give your wife a plug here because I'm pretty sure those 33 shirts that you guys had, she probably made those, right? Yes, she did. She, yes, did. she did. And everything else and pajamas and, yeah, I mean, <laughs> anything that could have little hats and, you know, logos on the back of our truck seats and, yeah, whatever it is she does, she's out there making it happen for sure. I love it. What What, what is her business, by the way? Let's give her a quick plug on it's here. Called, it's watching? just my hobby. It's I-T-E-S-J-U-S-T-H-O-B-B-Y. It's just my hobby.com. If you go there, you'll be able to see everything that she has there. Uh, and she awesome. does some phenomenal. She makes purses and quilts and just some phenomenal stuff. And uh, the, I say the more talented person in the family. I can talk, right? But she can actually <laughs> do stuff that people say, hey, this is great. I love this. Yeah. Uh, the things that she's been able to do are just phenomenal. Well, and I had the pleasure of meeting your wife the first time that I met you. We actually were in Puerto Rico uh, when uh, when we had our introduction. In fact, I remember exactly where we were. We were at the Vanderbilt Hotel down mm-hmm. in the lobby uh, getting ready to go out to dinner with Coach Rick. And, yeah. uh, and that's where I met you and your wife. And uh, we've We've been friends ever since. So hey, uh, I, yeah, I she's awesome, too. by the way. So and, and her family's from Puerto Rico. So she was so excited to be there. Her her grandma grew up there. And so we got to watch, you know, kind of see a little bit where her grandma grew up. And so that That's was her first thing. time she'd actually been to Puerto Rico when we That's were there. Awesome. So it was well, a phenomenal trip and the people that Special we got to moment. meet and the, yeah. the success, you know, you think success leaves clues. And the clues that we were able to get and meet and be, you know, we're, who we become is going to be who we hang out with, right? And that's so right. that's why I enjoy every minute we get to spend with you or other people who are being successful. Because uh, if you don't have those right associations, that will your life is, is a direct proportion of the people that you spend time with. And so, you know, being in clubs like the Freedom Club and, you know, being the people who get to be on your team and the people that you expose them to are just, you know, if if you don't have that, it's hard to be successful, you know, and I and I, I don't know anybody who's successful who doesn't have a good group of people that they hang out with all the time. The inner circle. Yeah. <laughs> the inner circle. The inner circle. Is no, it's, it's so important. Yeah. And you're right. You're, as David always says, right, you're the, the product average. of the, the, the average of the five people uh, mm-hmm. that you spend the most time with, right? Oh, so man. let's spend time with guys like Brian Arnold, right? Guys like David went over here, guys like Carl White. Uh, or Coach Rick, right? People that we know are out there doing amazing things and 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 creating successes every day and bringing upon positive energy. You know what we know is when we're spending time with guys like you, right? Uh, it's just going to make us better. And I think that's the other way uh, across the board for you too. When you're spending time with guys like us, you know it's going to make you the best at what you do as well. As Steve Kyle's always says, uh, iron sharpens iron, my friend. Iron sharpens iron. So, well, uh, so we talked a lot about not mortgage related stuff, but we started in Denver, uh, made our way out to California. Uh, now we're back in Denver. Uh, is this where you started your mortgage journey or where'd you get on with the mortgage side of the business? So back in the two thousands, I was, I was doing financial services and I had a mortgage, a mortgage company that, uh, we were doing, you know, and, and I, I like, I would like to say we did mortgages, but we didn't, nobody really had to do mortgages in the two thousands. You just basically had to have somebody, if your phone worked, and you yeah. can write down their name and, and a few numbers. You were doing mortgages, right? <laughs> they got qualified. So, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, you know, it, it was it was such a great time to to learn success and be around people and, and understand how to do business. Uh, but it was kind of this unfair thought that this was going to continue, you know, right. that this was going to be the way it was going to be forever and ever. And you could just go make all this money, and not have to do as much work. Um, and so 2008 happened. And That's then right. I had, you know, I think I had 91 loans in my pipeline uh, at that time when it just it literally one night you could do mortgages and the next day there was nothing. And I tried to hold on to it for a while and, you know, pay people and processors and that kind of stuff. And it just didn't, uh, you know, it, it didn't pan out during that time. And so that's so why I'm going to assume uh, during this time you had a branch um, mm -hmm. with you had multiple loan officers and processors and you had some people that were working for you and you guys were just writing your own future. Right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then all of a sudden, for those that don't know, some people don't know. Right. Depending on your age. 2008 was a really difficult year because. We had a financial crisis in our country. Uh, it was discovered that loans were being written for people that truly didn't qualify. Uh, we had all these different subprime products uh, that were being uh, told in Wall Street, these are great buys. This is a great place to invest your money. And it turned out that there was no security behind them. These homeowners were loosely qualified. Uh, we had a lot of, of, of fraud that was happening in the industry and mortgage collapsed right overnight. So people that were relying on, on these programs um, they found themselves in a position to where their business models were failing. Uh, you could still do some government financing, but most people weren't positioned well to do government. There were still some conventional programs. But again, this was also a time in our country where uh, your underwriters were kind of scared as to what they could put their name behind. And it really froze up lending for, for almost three years from 2008 until about 2011. Uh, that was a difficult time for mortgage. So you've got a great big branch at this point in time. And you find yourself in this this war on on mortgage, right? And uh, and so 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 you had to make some shifts. So what happens? Yeah. So at that time, my mom was she'd gotten kind of sick, and so we just kind of made a decision. Hey, everything's falling apart. I tried to hold on for about six months. You know, my rent was you know at the the office I was leasing was about twenty thousand dollars a month. Ooh. So it was this big. Yeah. So it just got to the point where hey, now we're losing some stuff. Um, you know, I had a house in the mountains that could not maintain. Uh, so we let that go. And then uh, we decided, Hey, this is back up and let's go back. You know, let me go back to Colorado and see what I can yeah. get going. And I came back here and I had been a teacher before I started doing that. So I, you know, I went back into education and was teaching. What year was and, that Arnold? Hmm? What year was that when you went back? Uh, to, uh, that was 2009 that I came back to Colorado. Okay. Yeah. 2009. I came back to Colorado. Um, yeah, so I was teaching, and then I, I, I ran a couple of homeless service uh, organizations. So I had some 50-belt shelters. I got into the nonprofit world. I, I ran for city council in, in the area that I was in. I That's was awesome. so thankful that I ran, also thankful that I lost, because the, the, the folks that are in city council, and, you know, I was thinking, hey, I'm going to change the world in city council. We're going to do all this fun stuff for citizens. And then I find out that they mostly argue about, like, the, the time that the stoplight is on red and the, you know, and, and what goes into the, <laughs> the, the zero stuff. escape between the medians and, you know, just stuff that I could care less about. Uh, but I learned and got to communicate with people in the city. And so I went through some leadership programs. They had one that's called Leadership Aurora. And then I went to uh, executive directors of color through the Denver Foundation. And I went to a, a program called Issachar for Leadership, which was all. So I got all these leadership programs and I met, you know, I have the I have the, you know, the cell phone numbers of the three different mayors that are pretty close that I could call at any time. You know, I know all the, the, the state house members, that kind of stuff. And so 
um, I'm able to to move. They call me for a lot of questions and information. I was on the state housing board for a while. So a lot of stuff in the housing world uh, with homeless service and that kind of stuff, but then just able to say, my wife said, hey, I know you like nonprofit, but we would like to eat some better meals. And so, I said, <laughs> you know, there was a good time for me to transition where uh, this was in 2019 uh, that yeah. I could transition. And I we were doing a reverse. Uh, my mom, I knew she needed a reverse mortgage. You know, she she had enough of her fixed income uh, yeah. to be able to just maintain. Uh, but things like the gutters needed to be changed or fixed. She needed to cut down some trees. You know, when people got sick in California, they were brothers and sisters where she grew up. Uh, she needed to go on trips and there was no additional money. And her house is worth 500 and some thousand dollars at the time. She owed $80,000 on it. Right. And she's going, I, I wish I could use some of this equity. And I said, there is a way. So I got online and I called the Tom Selleck commercial. Um, and then they had an agent that came out. Uh, a really nice lady. Her name is Kathy Nickerson. And Kathy and, and myself went through my mom's reverse mortgage. And as she's doing it, my light bulb's going on. I remember this. And yeah. I, this is, this is, this is, I could do this. And I like That's seniors. Right. And so I literally that next day, you know, as we're going through it, I said, how do I do what you're doing? And she says, oh, we'd love you. Come on. We're, we're hiring over at AG. And uh, if you're able to get licensed. So I went and met the branch manager over uh, that was at the AG office. And I said, hey, I, I want to do this. He said, well, I need you to get licensed and then I'll get you going. And the faster you can get licensed, you know, we can get going and I'll be able to do some stuff with you, you know, and I'll see what kind of guy you are. So seven days later, I was licensed. Uh, you know, I did my classes, everything, and however many hours got licensed. And then I said, you know what? I also want to bring some people of color on board, you know, because I see there's a huge gap. We're not getting into some of these, some of these neighborhoods where right. they're, and I'm thinking as a financial advisor, because I was that before, how do we start utilizing a reverse mortgage to really be able to help families like generational wealth? And that's right. Um, and so he says, yeah, you can do that. So I put an ad in the radio that said, hey, if you're a person of color and you want to break into the mortgage industry, and obviously this is before it all fell apart, right? Come see me. And so I had 180 people respond to that ad. Wow. And yeah. uh, then so I told AG, hey, I'm getting ready to do this big thing. And I'm going to bring, you know, maybe 10 to 15 of these 180 will be the right people. But we're getting ready to hire people. And they just said, yeah, we're not <laughs> ready for what you said. I know we said we wanted you to do that, but we didn't really <laughs> think you was going to do it. So, oh, wow. uh, yeah. so I didn't last at AG too long because I, you know, I got my feet wet and I started doing stuff, but yeah, they weren't, they weren't ready for Brian. They weren't ready <laughs> for what I was trying to do in the community well, you, and who I was interacting with. You're, you're a giver. Uh, You've got a giving heart, right? Yeah. You want to get out there and you want to do good things and, and you want to help people find financial success and security. But the other thing, and, and if anybody's not listening, you're an action guy, right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's not just about the talk, right? The moment that you have a great idea, you take action on it, right? And that's one of the keys to success is actually having the idea is only part of that, right? You can have a million, million dollar, billion dollar idea, but if you don't take action on it, right, that's where most people fail. And that's not your problem. And AEG found out the hard way, Brian Arnold is an action guy <laughs> and yeah. you had an idea and you wanted to do it. And guess what? Absolutely. I'm pretty sure we know where this is going. So go ahead, man. Let's, Absolutely. Let's and so, yeah, and just what you're saying, you know, I, I had a coach once that told me you need to be coachable at the speed of instruction. 
And I took that to heart. At this meeting, you can't tell me to do it. I'm going to go do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to come back. We'll refine it. We'll keep going. And I just think about like how many million dollar ideas are out there of people who uh, said that was my idea. That was yeah. my idea. That That's was right. you see all these I, I had that idea. Yeah, you didn't do nothing about it. So yeah. the other guy did, and now they're multimillionaires, and you're not. And I didn't want to get stuck in that. Uh, and so, yeah. So, so I what I one of the things I found out right on early, I got with the lady who was in our one of our uh, areas that uh, is a predominantly black area. And she had a house that's worth $650,000. And she says, I really want to do something for my grandkids. You know, my my kids are doing fine, but I want to do something for my grandkids. So we were able to take money out of that loan, out of of her home equity. Uh, We we did some fix-up. We spent about $80,000 on fix-up. Then we took $120,000 and we split it three ways. So 40,000, 40,000, 40,000. And that became down payments for her grandkids and for them to be able to get houses. And we were talking about, wait, you're 72. By the time you're 92, they'll have been in, had their houses for 20 years. How did the market work? What's that going to look like with their yeah, ability? What's that equity position? The, that, that they're going to have that they wouldn't have had if you die at 92 and then they sell your house and go pay off debt. You know, now you've controlled, you know, from your family having one or two houses. Now they have five or six houses. How do we duplicate that? How do we Beautiful. keep moving that? And that became the mission of, you know, how do I find ways, whether it's reverse mortgage or down payment assistance or or helping, how do I find ways to get people into homes so that now they can start creating that wealth? Because, That's you know, right. and I've said this on my podcast, you spend, you know, $2,000 a month on an apartment, you know, after a year is $24,000. After 10 right. years in that apartment, you spent $240,000 which could have been your own equity growing. And so uh, well, that's and let's talk I about spend- that because $240,000 invested in a home. Last time I looked, homes appreciate five to 10% a year, not COVID percentages, 20, 30%, <laughs> right? But five to 10% a year. So you talk about that 10 year investment towards a mortgage. Not only is your $240,000 going directly to buying that balance down, but the equity position that you have in that home has inflated substantially and that 240 could become half a million or even three quarters of a million dollars, right? Oh, absolutely. And you think of all the the options that people have now that we didn't have 20 years ago. Like when I bought my house in the 90s, I was at 11 and a half percent and there was no down payment assistance. It was, you know, I mean, I think we were 5% down or something like that. But today there's all these opportunities like you guys use the click and close or you are click and close and you use the yeah. down payment assistance from the from the, the Native American tribe. Yeah. And you go, wait a minute. Almost everybody can have a house for almost cheaper than they can have an apartment. That's right? right. And so you start thinking about that. You go, oh, my Lord, why are you in an apartment, silly man or silly lady? And the reason <laughs> is because you haven't been educated. So you're That's really it. not silly. You just, nobody sat down and told Taking you that the this time. was possible, yeah. right? Nobody, you didn't grow up in that home that had, uh, you know, where mom and dad already owned a home. And, you know, they they That's kind right. of gave you that financial education that said, hey, you know, homeownership is important. Like, I, I'm doing a loan for a lady right now who, uh, you know, she's she's been living with her parents. She's in her 30s now. And her parents let her save all of her money. Didn't ask them for no rent or anything. So right. she's got $164,000 in the bank. You know, and she's buying her first house and incredible scores. And mom, I haven't asked for anything. You know, that is not my typical borrower. That is not the no. people who live in the neighborhoods that I'm working right. in. You know, that's, that's right. great. But 
How do we get our communities to, to really understand that? And to, to that they say, could be a homeowner, right? Yeah, that they, they could can be, be a homeowner, homeowner and they could be a homeowner with, with sometimes nothing out of pocket, right? Um, they need to be prepared for the expenses of owning a home. They mm -hmm. need to have a clear understanding, but if they're already living in an apartment, they're paying the rent for the apartments that they're living in and they're concerned because they don't have down payment money. There's solutions for that. And simultaneously, now they can put the money they're putting into their apartment to work for them so they can gain financial equity and gain that that financial freedom, right? Uh, generational wealth, like we talked about. Mm -hmm. Brian, I want to touch on something, though. Uh, okay. This is going a great direction, but I want to go back and touch on reverse mortgage real quick. It's your specialty, but I think a lot of people don't understand how reverses work. And I'm going to throw a couple things out there, and then I want your 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 your, your education on this as well. You know, Absolutely. but one thing that we hear a lot of times is people go, well, I don't want to go into a reverse mortgage because uh, at the end of the day, when I pass on, my house goes to the bank, Right. And that's simply not the case, right? So let's just talk about this from an equity standpoint. And we'll just say in this situation, the consumer has uh, uh, a home that's worth $500,000, right? Mm -hmm. And at the time of the transaction, they've paid their home down to $100,000, right? So they're almost paid off. Most people would say, don't borrow against the house. You've almost paid this thing in full, right? But at the same time, most of these homeowners are in situations like the lady that you mentioned in the beginning, uh, your mother, right? Who mm -hmm. only have enough money to meet ends. They can't have vacations. They can't go out and fix the repairs on the homes. They don't have the funds to do that, right? So if they go to a reverse mortgage company or to Brian, right? For a reverse mortgage, not only can they take out the funds to repair the home, right? Uh, but now they can actually take out funds to pay off the remainder of their debts, right? Uh, they could take out funds to put in assets that they can have to spend. But more importantly, there's no longer a mortgage payment. The benefit to the reverse mortgage is now, let's say they went from 100, they, they, they it's worth 500, they borrow 150, they pay off debts, right? They repair the house, they put a little nest egg away so that they've got some funds. They still have $250,000 equity in the home at that point in time, right? Yes. So there's still equity, but now they don't make a mortgage payment every single month, right? And at the end of the day, now they've got some financial freedom so they can go out and enjoy their final years. Now, is their money going back to the principal balance? Absolutely. The interest that they're not paying towards the mortgage accumulates back to the balance of the home. But when you look at that over the remaining years that they have left, at the time that they pass, 90% of the time, there's still a substantial amount of equity that can be passed along to inheritance of families, right? And this is just one way to put that money to work for you. Is that pretty accurate, Brian? Is that is but that You are so right on. And, 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 and I want people to think of it as a financial tool. I'm working with a, um, a, a two sisters and they just found out that their mom is probably terminal. She may have nine to 12 months to live. Sorry to hear that. Um, and, <clears throat> but you think, so they're trying to figure out, they're asking me, we're, we're doing a living, you know, I'm helping with the, I do living trust and we're helping put together. And I'm saying to them, they're going, well, we don't have the money to pay for all mom's expenses, her medical expenses, everything else right. that goes in there. Can we do a reverse mortgage? And I'm like, absolutely. If we, if you think about your her, her mom's house is worth four hundred and sixty-eight thousand dollars. It's yep. paid off, and they're trying to figure out. I said we can take out. We looked at it. We can take out about two hundred thousand dollars right now. Right. So part of your inheritance 
can come out right now if you guys need to pay some of your own bills off. Because if you're paying, you know, 24, 25%, you've been paying your, some of your mom's bills on credit cards at 23%. That's right. Let's take that money out and pay that off. Yeah. You know, and then let's make it so that, you know, we, we, your mom has enough in there to pay her electricity and her taxes and all that kind of stuff. So it's not coming out of your pocket. That's right. And so her quality of life stays you know, a little bit better because mom's not trying to figure out how to use the social security money. That's not enough. And then the kid's life is better off. And at the end, that $200,000 that is still in equity, they sell the house, they pay it off. You know, are they, they sell the house, they get their, they rest of the $200,000 of, of that equity that's in there. And right. now they're, they're, they're doing really well instead of waiting for mom to die and incurring all this extra debt. You that's know, that's right. just one example. Struggling. <laughs> Struggling. I had a, a, a gentleman who's his wife, I'm sorry, I have to drink a little bit, <laughs> but his wife, uh, his wife um, passed away and they lived in the big house that they had all their kids and everything in. That's right. And it's worth $750,000. And this one guy's like, I, I can't afford all the taxes and everything on my social security. Yeah. So what we did is we said, you know, if you don't care about living in this house, just no, I want to sell it. And then I don't know where I'm going to go. I said, so look, why don't we do that? Let's sell it. But then let's take some of your money, not all of your money and put it into uh, a reverse mortgage on yeah. a fourplex. So he lived in one of the units of the fourplex, rented out the other three units at $2,500 um, a pop. And now he has a $7,500 a month influx coming in. Plus he has no mortgage. And so That's he's brilliant. like super excited to be able to do that. And so what you were saying is exactly right is if you look at it as a financial tool, That's as right. a way to utilize, you made a great decision and you bought a house in the seventies, eighties or whatever it was, your house now has all this equity that's in it and you're struggling. And there's yeah. absolutely no reason for somebody to struggle when they have all this equity in their house. Now, my mom was worried like, well, I want to make sure you and your sister, you know, have enough to be able, you know, to get the equity because that's my inheritance to you. I'm like, mom, you come to our houses every, you know, we're doing fine. Yeah. We are more concerned about you having quality of life and you don't, you know, and every now and then if you have to ask for money or that kind of stuff, we don't want you to have to do that because we know, you know, mentally what that's like. I have to ask that's my right. kids to help me, but no, no, she's got her equity line of credit now for $150,000 to do whatever she wants to do. She she Beautiful. wants to go to California, visit her sister. She takes that $5,000 out. It comes to her bank account within 24 hours and she goes to California and has it there. She, her tree falls down, she calls the tree man. She doesn't call me, right? Cause I don't have time to cut down a tree. That's I, right. I would love to help you mom, but I'm just gonna hire somebody <laughs> anyways, cause I'm not cutting down a tree. I'm yeah. too old these days. I'm not cutting your grass, we'll hire a line right. guy, right? We'll let your house do that for you. So that's what I tell her. It's like, she says, I want to do this project. Okay, well, let your house pay for that project because well, you invested let, a great thing in your house. And, so. and, and let's talk about that real quick because there is an end game here, right? At the mm -hmm. end of the day, there is an ending. And, and, and people don't like to look at that. It's a little morbid. And I think that's why some people don't love to talk about reverse mortgage, but it's going to mm -hmm. happen, right? Yeah. And what most people go, okay, well, you you started in, in my scenario, you you had a $100,000 balance, house is worth five hundred. dollars You took out $150,000 to do the things that you needed. There's still $250,000 remaining. Well, when I pass, does the bank just keep that $250,000? Yeah, no. So, no, that $250,000 is in the equity in the house. And it is not the bank's house. It is always right. your house. As long as you're on deep, you have an agreement with the bank that you're going to pay a certain amount of money for that right. house, that they're going to pay them back because they loaned you the money. But that agreement doesn't say who owners it. They, they, they have to go through a process 
that says, hey, because you didn't pay, we have to do demand. You use your collateral for your house. Because you use the collateral, then we can we can take the house. That's the only way they can do it. It is, yeah. it is, and they, if they have it in their will and their trust that it goes to the kids, the kids That's get it. the house. Now they have to decide, hey, they might want us to live in the house and remortgage it, you know, and they can live in the That's house. Right. And, and now they don't have to buy it for, for whatever it's worth. They just have to remortgage it for whatever the payoff is because it's That's their it. house. They just have to make sure that the bank so, is happy with that payoff. So the, the family member passes, house is worth 500. The bank owes, uh, they owe the bank 250. There's $250,000 in equity. But let's talk about that too, because what happens with homes every single year? They appreciate in value. So mm -hmm. despite the fact that they took 250 and it was worth 500 at the time that they passed, that house could still be worth 550, 600, $650,000, $700,000. It just depends on what the market does, but it's going to continue to go up five to 10% a year because that's mm -hmm. what happens. And this is a big thing that a lot of people don't understand with reverse mortgage. Um, I want to go back to the situation you talked about the gentleman that downsized his home. So again, mm -hmm. a lot of people, when they get in their older age, they say, Hey, I don't need all this square footage. I don't need 5,000 square foot. This is way too big for a, a, a single person. Um, and, and now it's time to downsize. And so they go, well, I can get 750 for my house and I'm going to take that 750 and I'm going to move to this other part of the country where homes are actually more expensive. Right. Um, so to get a smaller home, it's going to cost me $600,000 that wipes out almost all my cash. But with a reverse mortgage purchase, they don't have to do that. Now nope. they can take the 750 that they got from their home. They can find the perfect home for them and put about 50% of that, or sometimes, what is it, maybe even a little less? Is it a little less depending on their age. It's all yeah, based on age. Depending yeah. on their age, exactly. Purchase the home that they actually want, keep the remaining of their funds in their liquid assets, and they can invest those assets, which is also going to help them to gain equity while the home is appreciating in value, right? So yeah, I think the reverse no mortgage pain. vessel yeah. is something a lot of people don't look at as a great opportunity. But when you talk to somebody like Brian Arnold, who is doing this thing for all the right reasons, to provide great education, right, uh, to help build generational wealth, uh, to help people find uh, the right plan for their family member when they get to that point and it's it's you know we're getting up in age and it's time to start thinking about what's going to happen after after right uh brian's going to be able to give them those answers because he's an expert in this side of the industry right yeah and, and even you know wealthy people are starting to figure this out financial planners are starting to figure this out you can go up to four million dollars of, of property value on one of these i have a guy who's got a three million dollar house and he's he's wanting to um he doesn't have a, this, you know, his income fluctuates. He does something with satellites or something like that where he buys internet time. But he's going to take a million dollars out of, of equity in his house, you know, on the reverse mortgage, not yeah. have to make an impayment and invest it in his satellite business. And he Beautiful. says, well, I'm going to pay that off because you can pay off your reverse anytime you want or That's right. pay it down. So now he has an equity line of credit, which is like a, a credit card, right? But, you know, that credit card that he has, he doesn't have to make any payments on. So he can go take a million dollars out, wait a year, do whatever he's got to do with his business, pay that all back off. And then now he still has another million dollars of equity to go back and use again and can do it over and over and over again as it. a way of, of using other people's money. You know, but he's using his own house equity. So it's yeah. not really other people's own, his own house equity to fund projects they're going to make. So let's say the interest rate is at 9% on, on the, where he borrowed, you know, he's borrowing the money at for us, but he's making 40 or 50% on the money that he's investing. 
You know, it's so, like, you just, wait a minute. It's I'm amazing. utilizing, you know, this, I guess the sad part is you have to be 62, right? Is, you know, <laughs> That's uh, right. All us young bucks got to wait. <laughs> yeah. You, could you imagine if we all got a hold of some of this stuff that is 100%. available? Uh, but it's, it's well, I know I'll be for... using a reverse when I can, right? Because it yeah. only makes sense if you understand how to use it properly to take your mortgage and turn it as a vessel, right? Mm -hmm. uh, combined with reverse mortgage for financial investing. Right? I, I think it's an amazing thing, Brian. Well, brother, I would love to keep you here all day. And uh, I would love to as stay. you know, <laughs> we got to end these things at some point in time. What Absolutely. did we not touch on today uh, that we should have covered? You know, I, I think the biggest thing is just, you know, when I said before, success leaves clues. And if you are wanting to be, and if you're watching this because you're thinking about what is it I need to do to be successful? Or what is it that I need to do? You know, I, we can talk to a lot of clients about products and that yeah. kind of stuff. But the end game is who are you hanging out with? Who yeah. are your associations? What are you reading? Even, and I would say, even if you're on, there we go. I love it, Debbie. You, you know, even if it's your, if you're watching podcasts instead of the drama that's on TV, yep. uh, or you're watching YouTube videos of people who have done stuff before, uh, that's hanging out with people. That's that's, that's right. the things that you're putting in your mind, the information you're putting in your mind, because there's so much ability in this country to change your situation and yep. change it quickly. And so home ownership is number one. If you don't have a home, let these guys help you get a home. Or if you, if you need a reverse, you can call me. But wh whatever you can do to get around the right amount of people as often as you can, you know, I know we talked about a little bit, but it's just so important when we talk about success yeah. and those clues yeah. that success is leaving. Uh, I have a friend who just wrote a book called The Power of One, The Power of Doing One More. Uh, his name's Ed Milet. It's a great book. Uh, I don't know why I'm plugging him right now. I mean, he, he, was, he, was, he was a mentor and a coach to me That's back why. in the 2000s when I needed it in a big way. That's I mean, why. you know, yeah. I spent time with his family. I said time and now he's, you know, multimillionaire with all these planes. But he wrote a book and on the power of one, he says, just do one more. So he My says, man. if it's if you're in the gym and you want to get fit, you do one more rep. If you're if you're making phone calls and trying to, you know, you're you wanted to make a hundred phone calls a day, you make a hundred and one. You know, you you do whatever it is, just a little bit more, and those things add up. And when those things add up, your life changes, and you have uh -huh. that ability right now to change your life. And you have people who want to help you. And so I say on the end of my podcast is you you can do this, you deserve this, and let us help you. And so oh, however you're matched up and whatever you're doing, listen to this. And if you're sitting at home saying, hey, I don't know if I can do this, I promise you, whatever it is you can and get can. with the people that you see on an everyday basis. And that's, that's what I left yeah. in with because that's what I think is more important is how do we move people forward in their journey yes, sir. so that they can be successful. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Well, you know, you're pulling at my heartstrings with that one. Uh, so I appreciate you leaving us with those, those that great message, brother. Uh, Brian, when the people out there want to find you, and they definitely do, uh, how, how, how do they locate Brian Arnold? Hey, there's, there's a great way you can go to brianearnold.com. Everything's there, brianearnold.com. Uh, my phone number is 720-287-1588. That's 720-287-1588. 1588 email is brian.arnold at empirefi.com. But if you go to the Brian Arnold, you'll be able to find it there. Uh, I would love to talk to you. And here's, here's the same thing like I told the ladies that I was telling you about that their, their mom is. I spent an hour and a half on the phone just walking them through different things that they could do 
as options. Like I said, well, if you guys need to pay for this, you could sell your mom's car. She's probably not going to drive anymore. You could, you know, little things, just trying to pull out ways That's right. that can help them. That's what you're going to get from me. So whatever it is that you, it doesn't, to me, it's never been about the money. The money comes when it comes. It's it about how do I help you get to where you need to get to. And so I will refer you to people. I will send you books. I have this great book. It's called um, uh, the facts, the facts from fiction on just reverse mortgages. So if you want that email me, I'll be happy to send that to you. Uh, it's 21 pages that gives you all the myths and the truths that you might've ever wanted to know about a reverse. If you're even thinking it. about it, it's worth having the conversation about and call these guys. When I tell you <laughs> success leaves clues, call these guys. I'll tell you one more time, call these guys because they will help you get to where you want to go. So thank you, thank, for you, thank you for having me on today. It's, it's been uh, just a phenomenal fun. I love doing this whenever I can. And hopefully if it's just one person that we help today, it made a difference in somebody's life. So that's it. No, you're a hundred percent. And Brian, thank you for being on here. And guys, if you're looking for somebody who's going to guide you through with an honest answer that truly cares about the people he works with, that's going to take the time to give you the right answers, right? Uh, not the answer that's going to put the most money in his pocket. The answer that's going to put the most money in your pocket and lead your family to success. You're going to want to reach out to Brian. Uh, he's a great guy. And that's why we wanted to have you on today, brother. Thank you so much. Uh, for being here today. And thank you for being you, my man. Seriously. Uh, I knew there was something special about you when I met you at Puerto Rico. And, uh, you know, here we are a little over a year later, man. And uh, we've built a great friendship. So yeah. great to see you today, my friend. Yeah, I can't wait to see you guys. You can't, can't wait to come down to Texas again and just hang out with you guys. Let's go. I'm, I'm excited go. about it. Yes. Absolutely. David, thank anything you you'd me. like to say before we uh, we wrap up today? No, I, I you know, I, I learned something today, Brian, being in the business as long as I have, and you educated me on reverse mortgages. I think oh, we have to name this podcast reverse mortgage expert. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, the, the ability to pull money out like that and then to leverage that money is is amazing. Brilliant. Uh, it's, it's brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. I, there's, I can tell you our audience is going to be tuned into this podcast for yeah. sure. Oh, good. Yeah, It's a good yeah. one. So we need to help. Absolutely. Well, guys, we're your real estate success partners. I'm Devin Dubuque. I'm David Wynn. And if you want to check us out, you can go to realestatesuccesspartner.com. Again, that's realestatesuccesspartner.com. Or you can come over to the Dubuque team. That's our website. That's our YouTube. That's our uh, our, our Facebook and IG account. And, uh, you know, comment below if you, you want us to answer some questions. We'd love to answer for you. Uh, you know, we'd love it if you'd re uh, do a review. And uh, we'd love you to subscribe. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in until the next one we will see you then bye guys